Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's going on? Dude, I'm going to tell you what. There's a buy one, get one special right now at the Cheesecake Factory. You go buy a cheesecake and you leave with a blowjob. Yeah, it's honestly the Cheesecake Factory at Crocker Park here in, in Westlake, Ohio is turning into one of the hottest spots in Cleveland. I showed up there the other night with two things. I had a Baker Mayfield jersey just in case to get an autograph. Yep. And then in my other hand, I had a dental dam just in case he was getting a blowjob. Because, you know, I don't want our star quarterback getting an STD. That was very embarrassing for the Jets. So I, I hear if you roll up in like a like a tinted out window car, you just have random people knock at your window. Yeah, if you if you meet the right woman, you don't even need tinted windows probably. So <laughs> Hot spot brothel over yeah, in Westlake honestly, right now. Uh yeah, be careful where you're walking. That may not be frosting you're stepping in. <laughs> Extra cheesecake on the ground. God, man. What a what a couple days for that guy. So for those of you that are unaware of what we're talking about, um, there was a woman locally here in, in Northeast Ohio that's claiming that she had an, an affair with Baker Mayfield uh, during last season. He DM'd her on Snapchat, Instagram, whatever, or she DM'd him first, one or the other. I forgot the full story. Who gives a shit? And uh, allegedly, Baker took the bait. And had her meet him at the Cheesecake Factory parking lot, and she blew him, and he said, have a great night, and had her leave. That was honestly it. More than one, allegedly. Yeah, and it turns out, after she came out, more women came forward and said that that Baker's done the same thing to them. Yeah. But what a power move by this man. Not only does he not have to drive far, they yeah, drive they to him. He lives in Westlake, so they he's drive probably to driving him. five minutes away. They go to the Crocker Park, the, uh, the Cheesecake Factory. He just gets blown, doesn't do a thing to them, and out the door you go. And in my question, <laughs> how big of a whore must that woman be that, A, went on the radio and went completely public and had no shame? She's not after anything from Baker either. This isn't like a, yeah. he raped me. She's literally just telling the world, yeah, this married guy DM'd me, so I drove an hour away to blow him and I left. That's literally she's she's bragging about that. Stone sober. She said she lived about an hour away from Westlake. She drove that far to blow Baker Mayfield and then drive home. The power of a quarterback penis in And mouth. then she's claiming that there was one time she was he he asked her to come meet him and she didn't have gas money. So he said, Just come, I'll give you some money too. So she's basically <laughs> like a prostitute. Um, I'll leave money in a nightstand. In this case, I'll leave it. The best part about that interview, and I'm not going to give any credit to the local radio host. If you listen in Cleveland, you know who it was. That show's trash sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she, on the interview, mentioned that when she was getting out of the car, she left her jewel behind. And they had to, like, scurry around and the she car. She lost her jewel in the back of his car. So he's trying to get the fuck out of there. And she's like, oh, hang on. I need my jewel. <laughs> He, he could have just threw her 50 bucks and said, just go fucking buy a new one. Get away right, from me. exactly. Oh, man. What a week, though. But honestly, this is not going to tarnish anything other than maybe his relationship. And I threw this out there to somebody I was talking to about this week. Like, who fucking cares? Like, well, let's just throw it out there. What if him and his wife have, like, an open relationship? Yeah, that's the funny thing about it, too, is, you know, like I said, this girl's coming out for no reason other than just to tarnish she his could have image. sold this story to like tmz exactly and paid she's getting for it. nothing out of it she's not accusing him of anything so if anything she's literally just coming out to try to ruin his marriage right and her story to me didn't really add up i don't want to spend too much time on yeah, this I because i feel like the, the the cleveland people that did this if you i'll just say the name of the show okay it's rover's morning glory it's a it's a cleveland-based show but they have a uh they're syndicated sometimes somewhat throughout the country um but back in the day rover's one of the workers on the show, he came in with a story that said that Fausto Carmona, back in 2007, was cheating on his wife the day of a very important playoff game against Boston. I believe we were up like 3-1 to one or something like that in, yeah. in 2007. And the, the morning Fausto of, of one of the games in Boston, this girl or this guy 
brings this story forward about how Fausto's cheating on his wife and doing this and doing that. And next thing you know, Fausto pitches that night, pitches horribly. Uh, the Indians end up losing. We were up 3-1 in that series, right? Yeah, I think it was 3-1. Yeah, yeah. We end up blowing the lead, or the series, I should say. And this local radio show is essentially taking credit for blowing that series. But they're happy about it. They're like, oh, that was because of us. We ruined that guy's night, blah, blah, he blah. He tries so hard to be Howard Stern. It's, it's And then now they're trying to ruin the Browns, which is like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Why are you bringing this shit to the, the, the city that you're in? Because the guy that, that did the Foster Carmona story... He was claiming on the show that after he he did that story, he was getting death threats from people. Yeah. So then he comes out and he's trying to ruin our star quarterback. So these people are a little too desperate for attention if their their end game is just to ruin people's lives because right. that's basically all you're doing. Well, it speaks volumes that she probably could have had her pick of the litter of shows she could have gone on or yeah. or how she could have like you know gave her story and then yeah. She chose Why not to go, go to the, the news? Why not do anything? Like instead, you go on a, a shock jock radio show that's known for like pooping and farting and gross shit like truthfully that's what, what they're known for i mean tmz would have paid her a good amount of money just to get the whole story out there for sure i mean somebody would have because it's a good story worth writing not listening to her stammering over words because she didn't seem too intelligent telling the story if i'm being honest and a lot of her story to me didn't make any sense um because at first she was trying to act like she didn't even know who baker mayfield was and she was like oh i don't even really know anything about him <laughs> and then she shows the pictures and she's like yeah well actually I created a custom jersey. I reenacted his beer chugging video. I sent it to him on Twitter, but then she also tried to claim, but I didn't really know anything about him. I didn't even know he was married. I didn't know this. Like, so you're trying to act like you have no idea who Baker Mayfield is. Right. But you're making a custom Baker jersey. You're drink chugging a beer like he did. You're sending it to him on Insta Twitter, Instagram, whatever. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You obviously know who this guy is. So her story, that's what makes me a little fishy is that now it, it almost sounds like she's probably been trying to fuck Baker and he just keeps blowing her off, and finally he blocked her, and now she's like, "Well, I'm going to tell him that I did." Right? She's got tea, as she says, mm -hmm. the, the spill. No, it's, it's. I mean, it's a story that's going to blow over. I mean, not no pun intended, but it's. And then the other thing too over. is she was claiming she has pictures of him and and his Snapchat names in the corner, and I don't I don't have Snapchat personally, so I don't know how it looks, but or how it works. But people are calling in and saying that you can literally edit it to put like any any name up there it's like people that make fake tweets right like you can you can edit the name in a snapchat picture and she's claiming that it's a penis picture of baker well i think there's apps out there that actually fake like snapchat and like facetime like there's an app out there that you can literally like get a fake facetime video from like a celebrity like where it almost like you're hitting um answer on like a phone call mm -hmm. and it, it pops up a picture of a celebrity so it, it, it's like a fake face so you can trick people to think like oh correct yeah a you screenshot. see, it on, you I see was... it on tiktok all the time where people are like oh look i'm a, fa I'm a my famous relative is justin bieber's i don't know why his name can i don't know whatever uh it you, says a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> you it shows them answering the phone and boom there's justin bieber right there like like oh, saying hi or whatever yes yeah, so there's these apps out there that fake that so it's quite possible she's just bullshitting and the person who supposedly called in that says oh he happened to me too anonymous that she went by is probably one of her friends that's trying to pile on and you know i don't know much about an nfl lifestyle um but i assume that baker mayfield as a quarterback doesn't have that much free time uh, especially to the point where he's text messaging a girl that lives an hour away to set up a blowjob in a parking lot that's down the street from him how is that working out of like he's just sitting in a parking lot for an hour waiting for her to show up he's baker mayfield he can get a he can get a closer blowjob a, he's married, so he could just fuck his wife. To a very beautiful woman. And B, if he really wanted to fuck somebody else, 
there's women galore that he could get, and he doesn't need to wait an hour for somebody right. to I'm get to him. I'm pretty sure the unspoken thing of any kind of professional athlete is it happens anyways. Yeah. You know, any wife that gets married to an she athlete should know. probably just <laughs> understands, you know? But just the fact that he's setting up a girl for an hour away, like, yeah. he's, like, in between film study, like, uh, well, hang on, let me get through the fourth quarter here, and then I'll drive could over there really and really go you. for that weird blowjob right now. Yeah, I could, I could definitely use this chick on Instagram that I have no idea who she is, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it did happen. Who knows? Who gives a Neither shit? It doesn't affect there. the season. It was just funny to mention. No, it was it was very funny. It was an interesting, very interesting story. Uh, today is Saturday the fifteenth, and tonight is NBA All Star Saturday night. Kind of excited, but not like overly excited, if that makes sense. No, because I feel like we're just gonna watch a lot of the rehashed dunks. Well, yeah. the dunk contest I haven't been excited for in years. I could, honest to God, give a fuck less about the dunk contest. I do like the skills competition a little bit, right? Um. And three point contest obviously is always fun. I love the three point contest. Yeah, that's that because you really never can't. I mean, that's just whoever makes the most. Yeah, it's that's just fun just, to watch. That's just skill. Let's just but see who can make the most. I was watching. I was watching highlights of the past dunk games, and I know you hate it, but I'm like, I'm like, nothing's original anymore. No, they, that, that's the problem with dunks is they've completely run out of what people can do. Right. Like, what are you going to jump over tonight? You know. Who, yeah. Who are you going to jump over tonight? You know, like nothing. You yeah, know? like Dwight Howard was, was going to use Kobe Bryant as a prop, and I feel like right now, probably a little tasteless. I wouldn't use Kobe as a prop. <laughs> I mean, you could. It's a little lower to the ground, though. But. And he'd have to go first, or, or last, I mean, because then you'd have to have the janitorial crew come up and sweep up the ashes, and it's just, you know, you don't want somebody to slip in that. It's just not good. How high is the how high how high is a an urn or whatever like he, what he jumps over Kobe and he, <laughs> it's like well it's only like twelve inches if, if that. <laughs> he got ups man he threw behind the back through the legs and dunked while dunking over Kobe <laughs> that that would win it right there tomorrow before the All Star game LeBron does his powder toss but it's Kobe's ashes uh, <laughs> that's not tasteless whatsoever no it's it's honoring it's honoring he just, uh, <laughs> blows, yeah, blows it into the front row some guy he's just sitting there with a smile on his face doesn't know he's getting covered in Kobe's ash. <laughs> Uh, we talk about everything on the show, folks. Yeah. Uh, Nothing's hey, off limits. Hey, sucks that Kobe died, but uh, we'll, we'll all be dead one day, too. So exactly. it's not like he did anything we won't. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm excited about tonight. Um, I, it's three-point contest skill competition. I'm excited about tomorrow, too. I'm really not really excited. I'm no, I won't. I won't turn that game on for a second if i'm being really honest. i'm intrigued no, no. i'm intrigued about this new rules that they're trying to do you're not even intrigued to like watch how they you know what happens okay. no all right then i'm i'm just i'm at the point because of i i was really i guess i the mlb all-star game honest to god when it meant something and it was for home field uh, home field advantage in this in the world series i guess i was a little um like tarnished from that. Like I love that idea. So other all-star games were like, who the fuck cares? I don't want to watch these guys have a practice. It's not that exciting to me. Um, so the same can be said now with even the MLB all-star game. Again, like I said last episode or whenever we talked about it, if that game weren't in Cleveland, I, I probably wouldn't have even watched it. Right. Well, it's back next year, right? Isn't in the two years from now. What? The All-Star Game's back here two years from now. Oh, the NBA All-Star Game? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know, I'm sorry. You're talking about the MLB. But I'm saying we yeah. get the All-Star Game back here in two years, right? Yeah, the NBA All-Star Game will be here. Right. Um, That's another one that just because it's in Cleveland, I probably won't watch the All-Star Game at that point because at the rate the Cavs are going, we're not going to have any All-Stars on the team, so what the fuck do I care? I don't want to watch. Oh, we got Sexton on the uh, Rising Stars last night. He was he was a sub. <laughs> that's how fucking bad this is. We last had to get I a... heard, he had like nine points and like an assist, I think. I don't know what he No, he actually it. ended up with like 20-something points. Oh, wow. Yeah, he had a really good game, but still, it gives a shit. <laughs> the fact that he wasn't initially asked, because I think the, the, the way they have it, you can be a year one or a year two player. And he's already in his second year, so he won't even be allowed to go back next year. Right. No, that sucks. I mean, he's not going to make the All-Star team next year. As I said, the Cavs, 
I've said it multiple times. I get it. Dylan Windler has been hurt, but they have four first round picks in the last two years and they had to get a guy as a fucking uh, a sub to get to the Rising Stars Challenge. That says a lot about the talent and the progression of this team. Not good. Not good at all. I actually went to the game last Sunday with Andre Drummond, his first game as a Cleveland Cavalier. You're going to and, a lot of uh, Cavs games. I know they're free, but... Eh, only two. I've gone to two this whole year. That's, that's more than I thought you would actually go to, even though again, they're free tickets. none of them were planned. It wasn't something I ever <laughs> sought out to do. I just happened to already be downtown, and a guy with season tickets asked me to go, and I said, yeah, sure, what the that's fuck. That's the game that they got ass-whooped by, like, 30-some uh, I left at halftime, but they lost by 41, I think, and it was the largest home loss in franchise history. And I was there. History. <laughs> there you go. And you can mark it on your uh, I, I am. Your I think checklist. I'm, bucket checklist of stuff you've done. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things in Cleveland. I've been to, back in LeBron's first run in Cleveland when we were going to the playoffs every year, no bullshit, I went to almost every single playoff game. Well, I spent a ridiculous amount of money back in the day. And now you just don't give a fuck. Well, no, it's not that I don't give a fuck. Basically, I just didn't have as much income, disposable income, as they got better because the tickets got a lot more expensive as years went on with Kyrie and Kevin Love. Right. So I couldn't afford to go to games then. Well, now you could just buy one ticket and get like 10 free. I think they're just giving them away. I wouldn't give a ticket away if I had them. <laughs> like, I would feel bad asking somebody to go. I actually, I bought tickets to a game for my Festivus gift this year, and I bought them when the Cavs were decent in the beginning of the season. So right. I was actually excited about the gifts. When I gave it away to somebody, I'm like... I'm sorry, like they were they weren't bad when I bought these. It's like that joke where you like back in the day we put the brown tickets in somebody's like Yeah, they're like somebody car. broke into my car and they left brown tickets. <laughs> but in this year you gave them as a gift this year for Cavs tickets. Who won that? Was that Greg and Greg and Lindsay, right? Dan and Laura. Dan and Laura, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Dan and Laura okay. went. But that's they were right. excited to go. I mean, even if the Cavs suck, it's still something for them to do. But me personally, fuck the Cavs. I only went for free free tickets. Well let's talk about the trade. I and mean, Andre Drummond, what do you think? Um I thought we talked about it last week. No, we kind of did i didn't know i mean we kind of mentioned it i don't know no you know what because it happened the it next happened, day yeah it happened after we recorded wednesday that's right okay we talked bad. about trades but we never <clears throat> mentioned that because that was after yeah i fact. forgot the D- the Dion waiters trade happened literally the second we we went off air um yeah so the Cavs traded for andre drummond they traded next to nothing so it wasn't bad at all um the only thing with that trade though that you're that 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 worries me is just the style of nba play the the big down low bang around big man is kind of a dead thing it really doesn't work anymore in the nba it, well, for whatever reason his his market value is so low yeah because like you know i mean when they traded for him i was i was one of two ways i was like all right this is cool because he's young mm-hmm. he's an amazing basketball player because he just gets the rebounds he's, he can score um but i was like this makes more sense if we're moving on from tristan thompson which we i think we are in the future i think tristan will be gone in the offseason um but I just don't like the trade because, I mean, I do, I do, because like you said, Andre Drummond's a great player. He's yeah. a hell of a talent. I think he was an all-star snub. I think he should have been an all-star. He leads the league in rebounding. The guy puts up like 20 and 20 at night. He's averaging a double-double with us, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll yeah. he'll average. He'll get his. The only problem is, I mean, we won against the Hawks the other night. <laughs> so I can't say things are going terribly with him. But again, the Hawks are battling for one of the worst teams in the league as well. Right. So take take that win with a grain of salt. But I, I just more so look at the style of the offense that the NBA is, is running right now, and, and him and Tristan Thompson are two offensive liabilities. I, I know I know Drummond can score every once in a while, but I also think he slows the offense so much that's going to be an issue to keep up with other teams. Right. It could work because he's going to be able to spread the floor, give some guys some some clear paths and some open lanes that they didn't have before because we didn't have a big guy down low, but. I just don't know if that's sustainable to keep up with a high-powered offense because that's the way the NBA is. It's just everybody's shooting threes. Everybody's scoring a ton of points. There's no defense. So a big guy like Drummond, if a team's hitting a bunch of threes and Drummond's 
pounding down in the paint, only getting a couple twos here and there and getting fouled, right. we're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah, I mean, the days of playing half-court basketball where you come down yeah. instead of play, run and play, Dead. feed it to back in the day like Shaq, Shaq gets his, boom, you're, you're moving on. It doesn't happen anymore. So I, Really, I, it's I get not that. even – I wouldn't even say it's, it's, it's just the down-low game. I just think NBA as a whole, <clears throat> there's no more plays. There's no more designed offense. It's just shoot it and do whatever the fuck you want. Everything's iso ball at this point. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it seems like everything's turning into iso ball. And and that's the problem that runs with the Cavaliers that I think is going to is gonna cause them to have issues because there's not many other teams go with a natural center. I mean, the Houston Rockets, their their average height for their their starting five is like 6'7". And they're going right. to be going against like 6'10", 6'11", 7-footers occasionally. And like uh, Anthony Davis obviously is 6'11", whatever, he's big. But... Yeah, but just, he's just a freak of nature. I mean, he, right. he's not a true center. It's just strange the way the NBA is changing in this trade that the Cavs made because I don't know if it's going to be the right move. But it's a, the, the best part about it is, it, again, it was it was low risk, high reward. I think they, they gave up nothing for Andre Drummond. So if this crashes and burns, you'll let him leave. It is what it is. He's here for one more year because he has a player did option. Did he say he's picking up his player <coughs> option already? I thought I heard someone say Basically, that he, he they did come out and already say that he plans on it unless something catastrophic happens here in Cleveland, which right. you never know. I mean, we're on a, a, a path for catastrophic. So Yeah, I mean, eventually, I'm hoping Andre Drummond comes here and he's a veteran and he can kind of help the locker room because that's the biggest issue right now is the players aren't buying into John Bayline. <clears throat> Excuse me. Goddamn. Uh, the players aren't buying in. Nobody's happy, which can you blame them? They suck. They're one of the worst teams in the league. How can you be happy? Even though you're collecting a paycheck, you still have to be kind of pissed off. You're getting embarrassed every night. So hopefully Drummond can kind of come in and be like a veteran voice to kind of keep the young players involved and interested and listening to the head coach. Or there's a chance we're going to end up firing the coach at the end of the season. Oh, of course. I feel like it's going to happen. I do too. And that's, you know... Three coaches in three years. Well, I mean, is this the Browns we're talking about? Or I mean, honestly, got to think about it because we fired uh, David Blatt in 2016. So it, it'll be five coaches and f- four coaches in four years. Yep. Basically, they yep. went David Blatt to Ty Lue, Ty Lue to um, who was the interim coach last year? I can't remember his fucking name. Um. Oh, the oh my god, the close guy that was with LeBron. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I know he's talking. About. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, anyway, so that we had, guy, we had an interim coach. He was not happy with the gig last year because he wanted a, a long-term deal, but the Cavs weren't willing to do it. So they hired John Bayline from Michigan, and it looks like that could be a one and done. So yeah, we are turning into the Cleveland Browns of the NBA essentially for the Cavs. Yeah, <clears throat> every every team in Cleveland except the Indians, you know, just likes to bounce around coaches. So I mean, I my thought process is like I, I'm okay with it for right now. It's just a lot of question marks until I see what they do with it in the off season. You know. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean. Truth be told, at this point in the season, we have no... I mean, the really fucked up thing about how shitty the East is, is the Cavs are still kind of in playoff contention. Like, if the Cavs go on a pretty decent um, uh, winning streak, you know, win like 10 out of 15 kind of deal, and some of the other lower seeds uh, go on a little bit of a losing skid, the Cavs could could sneak into the playoffs. However, I don't want them to. At this point, just, just lose as much as you can. Try to get a good draft pick and just keep going. This draft class is relatively weak, but there's always a diamond in the rough. Just just scout. Keep moving forward. Andre Drummond's 26. He'll be here next year. Sexton, um, Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Darius Garland, and then hopefully you have Dylan Windler next year to come and be your wing player because that's a big issue for us. Chetty Osman has really regressed. Right. And things just aren't going well for the Cavaliers. But So if you're the Cavs GM, <clears throat> are you building around Drummond if you can keep him? 
Is that your centerpiece going forward? And then you have no, your pieces you put around him? No, he is my fourth option at this point. I mean, truthfully, I go Kevin Love is your number one, Sexton, Garland, and then Drummond would be... Actually, depending on... I would personally... I think Kevin Porter Jr. should be starting, and I think Colin Sexton should be coming off the bench. Thank you. I'm a huge Kevin Porter Jr. fan. I mean, I think he's... Honestly, he might be the best player on the team. He, I Truth think he is, told. too. And I think he's going to be our future. I think... I mean, we haven't even uncovered everything that guy can do. Right. But watching him on the court, watching him play, shoot, handle the ball... His demeanor on the court, I think that's the guy that you need to aim to build around. In and the that's my issue with the Cavs years. currently is why aren't why are they why do they not see it? Because everyone do. else is smarter. Exactly. Why Clearly. do we see that but I they don't, don't? I don't know. I think we've already had our claim that we need the GM of the Browns. I think we need to put our in, you know our application <clears> in for the the GM spot or the coaching spot for the Cavs too. I mean, at this point, it seems like they'll hire just about anybody, so you never know. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get on to baseball. There were some interesting. Uh, changes that came out. And the funny thing about that is a lot of people act like the uh, Major League Baseball did it on purpose. They announced these uh, potential playoff changes moving forward, and it happened to be around the same time everyone wants the Houston Astros to basically be kicked out of Major League Baseball. So it kind of seems like a PR stunt where Major League Baseball is like, hey, stop telling us to punish the Astros. Here's something you can talk about instead. No, that wasn't planned, was right. it? Right, no. They don't have good PR people for the base for baseball. Uh, or was it the fact that the MLB is just slowly dying and they need to shake things up a little bit to try to get people interested? A little bit of both, but I yeah. mean, Major League Baseball has been dying for years and they need to cut some games. The season's too long. It starts too early. It's hard to get interest when it's 40 degrees outside in yes, Cleveland. Yes, I hate going and trying to enjoy myself for opening yeah. day when it's like 32 degrees. And, and then they're going to blame the fans when, you know, the Indians have home games in April when it, at, at 7 p.m. It's literally 40 degrees outside. And they're like, oh, I can't believe fans aren't coming to this. How hard is it to plan a schedule around where the first three weeks of the season, they're away playing somewhere else? Yeah. And then you bring it back, and then mid-April to end-April, then that's your opening day for the Indians. And call me crazy, but in 2020, teams, these te- the, the owners are multi-billionaires. How come these cities that have bad weather, cold weather, don't have a retractable dome at this point? I understand people want old-school baseball. If it's nice out, by all means, keep the fucking thing open. I get it. But you prevent, you'll get more ticket sales if I can go to an enclosed game in April. You when think it's so? Beginning of the season... I have no interest in going to an Indians game because it's just too cold. And the games don't fucking matter. Who cares about a game in April, uh, you know, May? I don't care. Well, think about it. I mean, you, any any baseball game you go to that's not the playoffs or at least in September, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're just going to enjoy the experience of a baseball game. Yeah, truth be told, at this point, I, I, I strictly only pick uh, opponents that I'm interested in seeing. Right. Like, I'll go to a game against... You know, the Angels, because you don't get to see Mike Trout a whole lot. Because you want to watch opposing players play. That's it. But when it comes to the Indians, like if it's, you know, the White Sox or Twins in town or the Tigers or Royals, like just a division game, fuck that. I have no interest in going to that, especially if it's the slightest bit chilly outside. I think even if you put a dome or retractable roof on, you know, progressive field, I still don't think you get a good attendance for opening day. Opening day, yes. Let me oh, take I was that say, opening day, opening is day sold yes. Out. But I'm talking about like the games afterwards. I, st- I I just don't think us as Cleveland fans attend baseball games very well. I mean, look at it. Even in playoff hunt at the end of what two what last year, the year before, those games weren't even sold out. Well, last year I don't think it was sold out because I just think teams or fans just kind of knew that this team didn't have a chance. Right. And. But the games in That's 2017 didn't start getting, like, wasn't starting to be sold out until, 
like right before, like maybe the middle of September is when people were like, okay, this team's going to possibly go far in the playoffs. Yeah. And even then, we weren't even sure because I, that that year wasn't a, a solidified thing. No, not at all. I mean, but I'm we t- didn't win the division till late in that no, year. No, but yeah. what I'm saying is like. The fans still didn't get interested. Like you had to have people like coming out and saying, "Come attend our games," or they were running all these stupid ass promotions to get people in the gates. And from my perspective, it's truly on the on the Dolans. The Dolans just don't they don't put money into the team, and that's why it, it really turns me off from wanting to spend money for that organization when the own owner the, the owners won't do it. Right, and they're gonna blame the fans and say, "Well, if you guys spent more money, we could." Like fuck you, I work full time and I'm not a billionaire like you. So you shouldn't be telling me how to spend my money. It should right. be the other way around. If you're going right. to own a sports team, we should be telling you how to spend money. Right, right. Because it, it takes money to make money. It's the tell-old tale. Occasionally, a team gets lucky that doesn't have the high payroll. But for the most part, the higher the payroll and the better the team, the better your chances of winning a World Series. It's just a fact. It's, it's, it's sad truth. Why do you think the Yankees have so many championships? It's not because they develop amazing players, which they have some, but they just spend... The Red they Sox just buy spend other money. players and, yeah. tra- and trade the Dodgers. Trades. All the teams with the highest payrolls are also some of the teams that have the best chances of winning the World Series. Right. Like the I- Dodgers made that <clears throat> Mookie Betts trade we talked about last week a little bit. Mookie Betts is making like $28 million this year. That's nothing to write. That, that's a lot. That's nothing to like. Dodgers don't care. They want to win a championship. Meanwhile, the Indians were watching Frankie Lindor's final days because the Indians don't want to pay him. And that's the sad truth. That's another reason. The, the owner's coming out and basically telling people. Um, enjoy Frankie while you can because we're not going to be able to re- retain him. How am I supposed to get excited as a fan and be like, well, I should definitely go down there and pay for parking and pay for a ticket and pay for beer at $10 a pop and pay for food and you know, occasionally freeze if it's April, June, uh, May, whatever, if it's still kind of chilly outside. Why should I pay? Why should I care? And then I watch the team cut salary instead of adding on. Why should I fucking want to go down there and support right. that? And even if you don't get beer or whatever, you go down and you buy a ticket, you're with your wife, your kids or whatever, you're buying two or three hot dogs, you're buying a soda, you're still out $80, $90. And I don't want to hear from the people that are that are like, oh, well, they let you bring food in and this and that. I don't go to baseball games to have picnics. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit there and bring a fucking uh, wicker basket full of sandwiches because I'm like, I feel well, like I, I feel like I feel game. like we need to now. Like, just if, if, if I'm going to take all that time, if I'm take all that time to prep food, <laughs> I'll just fucking watch the game at home. Why the fuck do I need to pack it up and leave? Come down this this, this frolic through the gates with your picnic yeah. basket and hey, sit everybody. down. Hey, hey. <laughs> just set up a fucking checkered. Uh, <laughs> Uh, tablecloth. And yes, sit, sit I feel like field. this needs to happen this year now. Like, what? I'm allowed to bring food, am I not? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's my stance on the Indians, and I've said it a million times, and I'm sure I'll say it a million more. Uh, I hate the Dolans. The Dolans need to sell the team or figure out how to spend money properly because it, that's just the truth about baseball. It takes money to make money. And neither will happen, so we'll always have something to talk about again. Exactly. We'll always be able to talk about how the Indians suck, and they're going to be lucky to come in third place this year in the division, uh, especially after uh, Mike Clevenger. Uh, uh. Drinking a beer that's making me burp. A really good beer, by the way. Uh, it is very good. Uh, Mike Clevenger had something wrong with his knee. He has to have a, a, a meniscus injury. Yeah, menis- meniscus injury. They, they're not going into full details about like how bad it is, but they just said they're expecting him to miss some time. Go fucking figure. So that's arguably our ace, and we're, he's out. But luckily... We have a nice veteran like Corey Kluber to step in, and oh wait, never mind. We traded him for a bag. Of no, 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 no. We got, we've got Trevor Bauer. He's oh up. yeah, yeah. Bauer will step up, and oh, never mind. We traded uh, him too for a guy it. who they aren't even interested in keeping. We traded him for Yasiel Puig, 
And obviously we got uh well, wait a minute. We got Reyes, Puig. He's going to be a good hitter this year. So yeah, okay. yeah. nope, he's a free oh, agent still. The Indians won't pay he's him. Gone too. But Damn they it. signed uh, fucking Domingo Santana or whatever the fuck his name. I don't even remember his name. I'm actually kind of excited about Santana. I'm not. He, he'll be lucky to make the team. They signed him to make a, the team. He'll make they the signed team. him to a minor league contract, and he's the exact same player as Fran Mill. He'll make the team. They're identical players. Hey, Fran Mill's down like 20 pounds, man. That's at, that equals Great. speed. Yeah. <laughs> A major league baseball player has to now start <laughs> learning how to play outfield, so he can possibly play for get some extra playing. What time better for the time to learn than in an MLB game? Right. Yeah. Uh, not, just go out there to right. Yeah. Over more to the right. No. Yeah, to no, the right. right. You're good. You're good. right there. Stay no, right. Hey, hey, it's like little league. Stop. Stop picking flowers. What are you doing? Stand up. It's like a little. There's kids. a fly ball coming. Look. Look. Up. Oh, what's he doing? Oh, Heads up. Damn it. He's drawing his name in the dirt again. These it's fucking like the, kids. It's like a game of the bad news bears where you stop, just stop looking in the crowd to say hi to your mom. Just fucking watch the batter. This is just sitting there like just dancing with each other. Oh God! We got off on a tangent. Back, we have to go back to the the, the playoff for baseball because that is huge. Yeah, we news. will. So yeah, so Rob Manford has proposed some new uh, possible changes to baseball. I forgot exactly. It's like what fourteen teams would make the playoffs. There, yeah. There's like th- there's like two options, and there I believe were... there's what thirty teams in baseball. Right. So there's so two... almost half the league. The one thing I really, really love, I think that he was, is they were thinking about two changes. Either the change you're talking about, where they bring in like more teams and like the the first and second team of each division get to pick their opponent, which I think is funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Or it's just strictly changing the wild card game to moving it to just a three game playoff. Yeah, which, which I, I would love. Like, that. I would like that instead of adding teams. I think to the they playoffs. should just change that and nothing else. Yeah, they need to stop adding teams to the playoffs, or, or not stop, but they need to not do it. While you talk, I'm going to find the actual proposed. No, that's other fine. Rules. My issue with that is because it, it it'll become watered down, like 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 NBA. Maybe Major League Baseball will be different because Major League Baseball is a little bit more even matched. However, the better team typically prevails in baseball, just as it does in the NBA. Like the NBA, a one seed has lost to an eight seed one time in history. I think right. So when a one seed plays an eight seed in the first round of the playoffs, whether it's the Cavs or not, well, if it's the Cavs, I would obviously watch it. But if it was any other team, one versus eight, no interest in watching it. Uh, the NBA playoffs, every round is seven games. There are more than half the league because there's only 28 teams in, in, in uh, the NBA, I believe. And 16 of them go to the playoffs. So either way, however many there are, uh, more than half go to the playoffs. And that's way too much. I got the bullet points. You ready? Yeah. All right. So not long-winded. I'll try to make it quick. All right, so bullet points. Three divisional champions and four wildcard teams in each league would make the playoffs. Okay. The division winner with the best overall record in each league would receive a bye of the best of five games divisional series. The wildcard round would change from one game knockout to the best of three. The division winner with the second best record in the league would get first choice of which wildcard team they want to face, and then that team would host all three games. The division winner with the third best league record in the league would get the second choice of which teams to face and also get to host all three games. The two wildcard teams that were not chosen would face each other with the wildcard team with the best record hosting of the three games. Two of the three games. You guys still with us? <laughs> Hold on. One more bullet point. There would be a Sunday night playoff. Sunday night, because Sunday's big. There would be a Sunday night playoff television selection show on the last night of baseball's regular season where division winners would pick the teams they want to face. That's smart because the last week of or the last day of the season is usually end mid-September give or take. Yep. And 
That's right in the middle of the football season, so nothing like going head to head against the juggernaut known as the NFL because Sunday night, care Sunday night right? for a selection for baseball. Who gives a tit? I don't care. That's a lot of fucking changes, and, and I hate all of them except the wild card thing. My biggest issue with the more teams you put into the playoffs means the more teams are going to take a, take it easy because they're going to say, "Well, you know, our odds of going to the playoffs just went up tremendously." So right. teams are going to not try as much. You're going to see star players taking days off more, like kind of like the NBA. NBA players, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but they they take it easy a lot of times during the regular season. That's why the NBA's ratings are tanking. Major League Baseball should look at that and look at a a league that has so many teams in the playoffs, so many guys that take days off for quote-unquote rest days because they're just taking it easy because they don't give a fuck about the regular season. They know they're making the playoffs. That's when the season starts to them. Baseball does not need to turn to that. Baseball season is long enough. Baseball season is hard enough for fans to get invested in. If you make it to where these guys don't give a shit because they're like, well, whatever, we'll get the sixth seed, who cares, like, it's fine, they're not going to care. If you keep it at what it's at, four teams each division, or each league, um, I guess five if you count the wildcard teams, but if each team only has five, that's fucking great. That makes it the end of the season when teams are battling for the playoffs, that's the best time for baseball. It's so competitive, it's so much fun. It takes a long way to get there, because the season starts in goddamn March these days, but still... I think the MLB, like I agree with you, they should do the the, the best of three wild card series. That would be really I cool. Hate the wild card games, and they, they could are. do that because they should cut some games. They don't need to do 162. That's too many. What do you think? What's a good number then? I mean, I would say cut it down to like 150 ish, 151. So you have that odd game. So there's like tiebreakers and shit, right. maybe. So, but I mean, right there, you're cutting 11 games. That's a that's a big big change. And I think you could also do every team has to do a couple mandatory double headers. So you can start the season a little bit later, maybe yep. mid-April instead of mid-March, end of March, like they're currently doing. Like the Indians' home opener is March 26th. I don't know if any of you listening are from or familiar with Northeast Ohio, but it's still pretty fucking cold around then. I have to spend my home opener triple bundled like I'm going to a fucking Browns game in December. I, I'm, I'm freezing cold. You know, if you go, I've gone to the game a few times and there's been times when it's been so cold, I fucking leave early. I spend all this money on a ticket and I'm like, I can't even stand it. It's too fucking cold. I think we plan this year to not go to the game. 100% not spending a dime on it. just bar hop down. I will bar hop and stay inside, body heat, and that's how I'm staying warm. And as soon as the game's getting ready to start, I'm fucking leaving. I'm going local. Yep. If I'm still feeling like drinking, I'll watch the game at a local bar. (laughs) If I want to go home, I go home. It is what it is. Right. But uh, but yeah, it's just too damn cold. They should start the game like mid-April. And like I said, force every team to have maybe two doubleheaders in the season, and that'll cut down some games there too. So you give them a 151-game schedule, and then maybe do a Saturday day-night doubleheader. Uh, you know, once every other month, each team has to do it. Right. Something I like, like that. that. I mean, I mean, it's simple. It's easy. Because like, you cut the season, you started a little earlier, so more fans are intrigued or inclined to go to games because the weather's going to be a little bit better, and then you can have that that best of 3 playoff series because you're not you're not doing anything different. I'm okay with cold baseball in the playoffs. That's always been that way. Yeah, absolutely. And you expect that. You're playing in October, but cold baseball to start the year when no one gives a fuck about it really. That's why you you're losing people. No one cares. No one's going to these games in cold weather cities. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not going to lose an audience if you just push back like a month. Yeah. till you start. Like, like the home opener is like a it's, it's a national holiday essentially. Fast forward to like the first week of the season. Let's say it's, you know, the, the season starts, or at least the home opener. I forgot when the season actually starts for the Indians. It might be the, the 26th, but March 26th, home opener. Let's fast forward to March the 30th. Regular season game against, I don't know who the fuck they're playing, but just imagine, you know, some shit team like the the, the, the Royals are coming to town. It's 
35 degrees in Cleveland on March 30th. Are you going downtown for that game, Kyle? No. Do I? Do you know anybody that would want to go to that? Uh, no. Exactly. That's why they're losing people. Right. Nobody fucking cares. It's too of, cold. A lot of money wasted. There's so many games. Like, football sells out because there's only 16 games. Right. People get so excited for the Browns to start because they only get to see them, especially at home, eight times, but they only get to see them 16 weeks. Right. Baseball, 162. It gets old after... Not old, but... People just don't want to spend that kind of money. That's a that's eighty one games they're they're expected to attend to make the Dolans happy. You really think that's sustainable in cold weather when people don't give a shit? No, it's just not. It's just common sense. Could you imagine if every professional league adhered to the same kind of schedule the NFL runs, like sixteen weeks? Sixteen weeks. Uh, I mean, or, or, salaries or, in baseball would go or, way or, down. Or you expand it a little bit just based on the size of the, the number of teams in the league. You know, just maybe. Football, maybe baseball is, I don't know, 30, you know, or something like that, or or 40 or something like that, where every, every fucking game matters. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead of playing series against teams. Right. One team, next team, And that's next why I team. think expanding the, the playoff teams would, would be damaging to, the, to Major League Baseball, because then people are just not going to give a fuck, because regular season, they're worried about playoff numbers. Yep. They say that their playoff... Um, viewing numbers are kind of down because think about it if you only have i'm not counting the 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 wild card game so you have four teams in each league playing in the playoffs eight total that leaves a lot of people at home that you have to be a diehard baseball fan to want to watch that if it's not your team i personally don't watch a ton of playoff baseball until it gets closer to the world series do you watch any a lot of regular season baseball on tv um Indians, yes. National games, not really, unless it's a team that I really care about. Like, okay. like, like ESPN still tries to really pimp out the Yankees and, and Red Sox. I know the Yankees are a good team, and the Red Sox had a down year, and they're not in the best shape right now. But you know, a Yankees Red Sox game in like June on a Sunday night, if there's something else on, I'm watching that. I'm not. Do watching you watch baseball. the whole game though? Like, no, I, no. Speaking I'll flip from experience, around. like I'll flip into an Indians game for maybe a half hour. I'll see how they're doing, what's going on, and stuff like that. And then I'll flip out and go watch them out. Indians games are different. That's another one where it kind of depends on how invested I am in the season. Because I'm a bitter person, and I'm a realist, and I understand that I know how the Dolans operate. I know that the Dolans are screwing the fans. Sure. The Dolans are pocketing a lot more money than they're leading on, and they're not spending a lot of money that they could be spending on the team. So for me, I'm a little bitter going into an an Indians game. And I sit back, and I'm kind of like... Yeah, you know what? Fuck them. It's like you said. It's a Tuesday in July. They're playing the Mariners. I don't give a fuck. I'm turning the game off. Right. Who cares? Um, so it's it's another where if they're playing a good opponent or if the Indians are really good, I'll watch every game. Like if the Indians have the division on a lock or if they are competing for the division, I typically watch every game. I did watch a lot of the games during that 22 game streak. Oh yeah, of course that time. That but was so intriguing. To watch. Early in the season, it, it kind of just depends on how they've been playing. Like last right. year, we started off pretty shitty. The, the team was really bad in the beginning the of last season. Indians always start off shitty. Like, right. I feel, I Tito like Francona is a second-half yeah. manager. He, oh, I feel like that this, his teams are not his So, teams, beginning but, of the yeah, season, horrible. for me, I don't I don't really follow them as closely as I used to. I mean, I still follow all their accounts. I see if they win and lose every night. Right. I see that. But Stats in terms stuff, of watching yeah. every game, early on, it really depends on like how the first couple weeks of the season go. If, if mm-hmm. they go bad, I don't really get invested until you know a couple weeks later. But if they're, they start off pretty hot, I'll keep, I'll keep up with them. It just right. depends on how they're doing. And then... Like I said, if they're competing for the division, if they're if they're you know getting closer down to the wire to the playoffs, like last year we had a time where the division was kind of in hand and we were actually a game and a half out or whatever of Minnesota, things were kind of close, 
And then we let it slip away, and that's when I was like, this team fucking sucks. I'm done with them. And I stopped watching towards the end of the year. Yeah, we hammered um, it pretty heavily in our show. Yeah. So it really <laughs> just depends on, on how the team's doing. And I, I don't want to sound like I'm a Fairweather fan because I by no means am. It's just that's a lot of time to commit. So I still follow the team, but in terms of watching every pitch and watching every game yeah. and going to games, no, I don't really do that if they're not that great. I agree. I'm the same way. I, I love watching them. I'm invested in all of our teams in Cleveland. I just don't – I can't – I can't see myself committing to watching every single game, every it's single. It's just pitch. too much. I have other things I need. To, I have going on. I have a life. same thing with the Cavs too. Like no, I, I don't. I don't watch every single game. Eighty-two every single... games are too many for basketball yeah. as well. That's the, the NBA season feels like it never ends. It starts in October and it ends in in June for the finals, and then the draft is like July or end of June. Free agency is July. Like it just seems like next thing you know, you have July. Uh, August, September, October, season starts again. Yep. So you really only get like two months away from NBA before it's back. Right. Baseball obviously ends in October, and then you go November, December, January, February, pitchers and catchers just reported. So that's another one. You only get a three-month break. Right. There's just not a lot of downtime. And I know NFL is kind of the same way where they have an event, but you still have a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Like you have the combine coming up. That's only a big deal if you're a diehard football fan. A, a, a normal fan doesn't really care about this stuff. I can't wait to watch Combine. The Combine, I, I can't wait also. Then you have Free Agency. That's another one that takes up like a couple days where people are super But NFL invested. Free Agency is so fun. Like, I, I feel like that's the best offseason. Oh, I agree. I love it. I just love watching. Like I, I like Because baseball Free Agency is so much about testing the market because yeah. there's a lot more at stake because right. it's guaranteed money. So baseball, guys are like, oh, I'm not signing anyone until I see what the cost is for a right fielder or something. You know what I mean? Right. Football, teams are like, fuck it. We have money. We're signing you to whatever. I don't give I, a fuck. I, I, like, I follow all the big names on Twitter. Like All the it. alerts are set. I'm yep. like, all right, let's just go. Free agent starts now. Boom. Let's, let's see what happens. NBA is kind of the same thing. The bigger name people typically, for the most part, have their contracts worked out way before free agency starts. So they're able to get those done pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, so back no, to what no, I was saying. No, no, there's no tampering. There's no way that happens. Oh, the, the, they, they have a thing now. It's called legal tampering. Oh, oh, that's right. Sorry. So it's it's like legal murder, basically. Like it's <laughs> it's it's still a crime, but they're it's within the guidelines. It somehow, <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, so back to what I was saying with with the NFL. The NFL again, the the meaningful games that a fan can watch and pay attention to where ratings matter because there's no ratings for practice. There's no ratings for. Um, free agency so that doesn't affect the nfl they just have events going on but it's not something that they're they're keeping up with uh but games 16 that's it baseball like i said or or nba like i said it's it's october it starts ends in june then right away you have the draft a couple weeks after the, the the finals ends then you have free agency the next month then you get a couple months off and then again the season's just starting up so it's kind of like well who gives a shit? I can I, I won't start watching until like December. That's right. how some fans feel because it's just too much. It's right. overkill. Agree, agree. And yeah. I think that's the other problem with baseball. There's too many games. The problem with basketball: basketball should be shortened down to like 60 games, and the playoffs for basketball shouldn't be a fucking seven round series oh, every God. goddamn round. The ra- the basketball playoffs are the longest. And there shouldn't ever. be 16 fucking teams. You shouldn't have 50 percent more than 50 percent of the league. Can someone tell the cackling view out there to shut up? I got some. Having a girls' night over here. They're all periods are sinking up in the living room, and they're. I think they are sinking. They're talking amongst themselves loudly, eating chocolate and talking about bleeding. Um. So yeah. So the, every league needs to shorten itself a little bit, and that's the ironic part about this is that the king of it all, NFL, is trying to add an extra game. Right. So that's the funniest part. And about they're going this. to. I mean, they're going to present. That's yeah, happening. Absolutely. So, it's football though. I don't want to change, but let's move in. I mean, XFL man. What do you What do you think? Pretty good so far. It's a It's a decent alternative. 
Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Go into it knowing that you're going to be watching less superior talent than you sure. would in the NFL. If you go in with that, very enjoyable, very fun to watch. My very expectations cool. were this big, and I'm holding up uh, a very no. Min- it's been great. Yeah, it's, I love it's the stuff that they do, which I wish the NFL would do. I want to hear the coaches telling plays. I want to hear the the. The, the, the replay crew explaining what they're seeing and why they're calling a play that way. I think that's cool. And I like that they got rid of the fucking kicks. I love that. I love the kickoffs for the XFL. And there's no extra I'm, points. I'm, I miss the old kickoffs, though, from the XFL. <laughs> they had the two dudes running towards yeah. the 50-yard line. Whoever got it first got the ball. That's, that... that's smart. I mean, that's cool. I like that, too. That's like old-school dodgeball. <laughs> I, 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 my takeaways are there's, there's a couple things I think the NFL should steal and steal quick is a kickoff thing. Yep. I think the lining up the men like they are, and you can't move until the guy catches the That's ball. brilliant. It saves people. It's going to prevent injuries. And honestly, it's more exciting because if you block correctly, you're, you're zone blocking, and, and that person could fucking take off. And I love their punt rules. Oh, my God. The punt rules are amazing. It has to go like a certain distance, and if you are kick you it out of bounds, flag? it's a penalty. Because yeah. they're basically saying, like, don't be a bitch. Yeah. Let him right. return this punt. I right. think that's awesome. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, I, the extra points are interesting. That's never going to be adapted by the NFL, but that's really cool. It the one, be. the two, and the three. <laughs> like, you get a certain area you can go back to if you want to, which is pretty cool. Could you imagine a Super Bowl where the game's on the line? It's, oh, my. It's a, team's, a team's down six. They score a touchdown with, like, ten seconds to go. There's no kicker. You better get this two-point conversion or whatever it is, one-point conversion <laughs> by throwing it or running right. whatever. Like, that's right. so much more exciting than a guy fucking kicking it. Like, I hate that. Right. How many NFL games have, have been lost, or playoff games for that matter, like the Bears a couple years ago, Cody Parkey, because of a, a kicker? Imagine a league where they're like, there ain't no fucking kicks. I mean, right. there are field goals in the XFL, and that's what Cody Parkey did, but I'm just saying, like, after touchdowns, like, imagine that, like... It's it's on your offense. Get yeah, that there, fucking there, point. There's certain things that were well thought out about this league, and, and I agree. Like, if you go in and not expecting to watch, like, professional. I mean, honestly, you, the football play hasn't been horrible, though. I mean, no. it's been better than that, whatever the AFL they put out last A-A-F-L, year. AAFL. AAFL, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It was better than that. American Anal Football These league. guys actually know what they're doing. There are actually some ex-professional players on these teams. A lot of them, um, yeah, most Some of very, them. very good college players on these teams. Yeah. The coaches have some, I mean, I love hearing the backstory of some of these coaches. Like, you know, they have 28 years in the NFL or this and that. Oh, a lot. Like, I mean, the, the team I've been watching the most, as you even said last week, as we talked about it, because I, I only follow them because they have the most Ohio State players and Cardale Jones. Um, defenders? Yeah, the, the D.C. Defenders. They so killed I, it today, 28 nothing. I know. They beat the shit out of a team that dominated last week. Yeah. So um, I, I also went with the D.C. Defenders as my team to follow, and that's because I don't have a, a local team to support. Right. Uh, so I based it strictly off of who's my favorite quarterback, and Cardell Jones is obviously yeah. going to win that. 12-gauge, yeah. So um, it's great to watch. I think they're doing a really good job with it. I was, I was honestly shocked about how much I enjoyed watching the XFL. I do think they could use a few more bigger name people in the league to kind of spice things up. A I little think bit. they're going to get those people. I, I think, think so too. Now that other right. guys see it, they're going to be like, "Well, shit." Once people realize that people are catching into and buying into this, and, and yeah, once people start taking it more serious, because the my issue with or not my issue, but a, a thing I would love to see is a guy that's trying to make a comeback in the NFL, like a Des Bryant right now. Right. I don't think Des Bryant's going to help an it's NFL team. Him. He won't go to XFL. That's think. the problem, though, is guys feel it's beneath them. If yeah. you really want to play football still because you just love the game, go to the XFL. Yeah. Go dominate. Right. Imagine how great life would be for a 35-year-old Des Bryant, however the fuck old he is, dominating in the XFL. And he would dominate in the NFL. And he would. XFL, you're and right. I think it would be awesome to watch. Right. And I think the same thing with like Colin Kaepernick. That's my issue with Kaepernick. Politics aside... I don't think he's making an effort to get in the NFL like he should be if he really wanted to play in the NFL. The XFL has been more than willing to sign him, but he put his price so fucking high they said absolutely not. Why wouldn't you want to go out there 
and dominate in the XFL because I'd be sticking it to the NFL. You can show up and say, hey, I'm going to come out here and play amazing. The ratings are going to skyrocket. I'm going to make this league and myself a ton of money so we can kind of stick it to the NFL. Instead, he's like, no, my price is too high. Fuck that. Yeah, like the average player in the XFL gets, I think it's like fifty-five to 65000 a year. So that's the minimum, but it says that a lot of quarterbacks actually get like really good money. If you're a good All player, right. you're getting paid good money. That's good. My guess is Kaepernick is probably asking for absurd money. On purpose, he, he wants yeah. to price himself out of it. And, and another guy that I would love to see on there that I know we won't be will, would be Johnny Manziel. I was just thinking that I would love to Did see. You see Johnny his in the tweet XFL. the other day? No, I someone, saw he's been shit talking. Someone a bit. tweeted at him and said, "Hey Johnny, what's going on? You know XFL." He retweeted it and said, "Remember, man, I'm not good enough." And that's because I think last year some XFL exec came out and said, um, "We just don't feel Johnny Manziel is a good fit for the XFL." And, you know, honest to God, I mean, don't get me wrong. Talent-wise, I think it would be fun to watch Johnny Menzel play in the XFL, but I think he just burned every bridge imaginable because of his off-the-field issues. And plus, he fucks it up in the Canadian League, too. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Like, he's just proven everywhere he goes that he's not reliable. Uh, he doesn't... Another thing, too, is I just don't think he takes it serious. I think he's more concerned about, like, the lifestyle and, like, he wants to party. He will never take football seriously. And... As great as it would be to watch him in the XFL, I think that ship sailed. But a guy like Colin Kaepernick, and I was thinking about this a lot the other day. Colin Kaepernick, I think, again, like I said, sign a one-year deal, go to the XFL, dominate, and then maybe in, then then you really give the NFL no reason to not bring you in. That's how I look at it. Right. If he really wants to prove to the world that the NFL is blacklisting him, go dominate in the XFL. Instead, you're acting like you're too good for the XFL. Meanwhile, the NFL acts like they're too good for you. You're stuck in the middle, going nowhere. What the fuck, Captain? You're not getting. And you're not getting younger either. Exactly. The longer you wait this out, nobody's going to sign you. The at reason this point. That people aren't going to sign you is because your age. Yeah. So I mean, shame on him for not doing that. I know he had the the quote unquote tryout for the NFL a few months back, whatever, and that was a huge fucking joke. But that's my point with with Kaepernick is I think he's all talk when it comes to his interest. No, in he just football. wants his name in the headlines, right? And woe is me, I'm going to play the martyr in a situation. People need to baby he me. He could have stuff. completely cleared his name by playing in the XFL. I think. Yeah, because then it, then he, it goes to show you that he's willing to play for for whatever amount of money. But that's the other problem too that I felt like he, why he wasn't going to the NFL is because he was probably asking for too much money. He needs to understand, and his agent, whoever's in charge of his money, needs to understand. You've been out of the league for three years, whatever. You're a bit of a a story. So, you know, people are going to follow you. You're going to have crazy media that's going to really put a damper on the team. And they're going to be waiting for you to fail. Can you live up to the hype? And can you can you rise above? And it just seems like any time he gets an opportunity, he does something to say, like, oh, no, no, it's their fault. But it's really him. Right. If he would have shown up in Atlanta when they had his all planned out for him, they had yeah, like 12, he that all 12 or 13 teams there ready to watch him. If he would have shown up and did what he did, and the small video that I saw him at the other field, he probably would have gotten signed by somebody. Yeah. So that's why I think, shame on him, he should go to the XFL, even for just a season. Like I said, just dominate and show the world you should be in the NFL. Yeah, I still Instead, can't stand he's the guy, not to. This guy's a fucking idiot. He's but... choosing not to, so that just goes to show me, like I said, that he's just all talk. He's just, like you said, he's playing the woe is me card. He wants everyone to feel bad, but he it's 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 his fault. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the one holding himself back. Yeah. So fuck him. So your your end of the day uh, thought on the XFL is you like it? Yeah, I do enjoy it. Uh, the one thing I would prefer, I don't like midday on a Saturday. Yeah, the two and five o'clock. Two game o'clock, five weird. o'clock on a Saturday, like go a little later than that because yeah. you know people are doing shit. I right. didn't. Even, I forgot the game was on today. If I'm being honest, maybe like a four eight o'clock type thing. Yeah, something like that would be fine. 
But like I was home, but I was like cleaning up and doing some shit. And like I had people texting me, and they're like, "Oh, Cardell Jones," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I forgot that game was even yeah, going yeah, on." Yeah. I truly did. It looked really good today. So yeah, the XFL definitely something I'm interested in going forward. Um, you know, gonna take a little time to get used to some of the names and the teams and stuff like that. Like off the top of my head, I don't even remember the fucking teams. Couldn't tell you <laughs> half the quarterbacks. So right. you know, it's gonna take some getting used to. Did you see that a coach already got fired last week? Yeah, the that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, the co- the defensive coordinator for whatever team New York played that got mm-hmm. their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. I think wasn't it? Yeah, they they fired him and then some dude just got traded. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's great. The I mean, I, it's great. I mean, they're being legit. The NFL's turning into a, they're trying to be a real thing. And I just think it's funny, but it's it's awesome. I mean, it's, the funny it's thing cool. about the guy getting traded is like or cut or fired the 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 coach is they lost like twenty eight to nothing. I think it was like twenty eight points. Isn't that bad of a loss? Like the Browns have lost by way more than that. And they didn't Absolutely. fire anybody during that. Right. So it's just kind of funny. That, like they start the season off brand new league, first time these guys are playing a real game. Lose twenty eight to nothing. Don't get me wrong; it's not good to lose twenty eight to nothing. Then you're like, nope, that wasn't good. Get rid of everybody. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, who owns that team? Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say it. Damn it. So yeah, the XFL is pretty cool. I'm excited for it. Um, that being said, I think we're kind of towards the end. You got anything else? You know what? I had one thought that yes. I, I wrote down yesterday that I wanted okay. to talk about, and this goes back to our talk about how the uh, the NBA is kind of losing people. Uh, yep. Okay. And I'll admit that it's been losing me, and. I mean, I still follow the NBA, but I have no interest in, like, Wednesday night ESPN game. We have the fucking Pelicans and the, the, the Grizzlies. I'm like, I'm, no chance I'm watching that. Absolutely none. Um, but one thing I thought about, this is just a personal opinion, has nothing to do with the current game. I decided yesterday, Allen Iverson is my favorite basketball player of all time. Favorite of all time. Because I thought about it. It's always been Jordan. And I go back to when I was a kid. Quick, quick background on me. I had Chicago Bulls stuff, Michael Jordan stuff, this and that, in the early 90s, mid-90s, and all that. He was the reason I fell in love with basketball, don't get me wrong, Michael Jordan. However, when I think back to when I really fell in love and I was a diehard NBA person, it was because of Allen Iverson, and I think that trumps everything that, that Jordan did for me. Jordan's right there, number two, but after watching a video that Allen Iverson posted yesterday on Instagram of him crossing over Kobe and talking about how Kobe brought out the best in him. And I just watched highlights of AI again. It took me back. And I was like, you know what? This guy's my favorite of all time. He really is. Allen Iverson made me fall in love with the game so much harder than Michael Jordan did. I, I can I Okay. I, hold on. <laughs> wow. Let me take a drink. Cause that's, yeah, that was a lot. I, I, had, lot to, to I had to tell in. everybody. I had to tell everybody that because AI was truly like, I had his Jersey. <sighs> I had his shoes. I had so much Iverson shit growing up. I had his poster in my room, loved him. But sure. I always claimed, you know, Jordan's the best, so Jordan's my favorite. Now I think on it more, I'm like, you know what? I just, I loved AI way more than I liked watching Jordan, like, just personally. Okay, so I'm not going to shit on Iverson because I think Iverson is definitely top five for me, um, just based on the guy's size alone mm-hmm. and what he was able to do with the basketball, his ability to score, the fact that he could open up the game so much. I mean, let's not, let's not fucking kid ourselves. That team on the Sixers that was all Iverson. Yeah, it was the Philadelphia Iverson. He had nothing, nothing against. Yeah, he had Eric Snow. He had what? Uh, he had Matt um, Geiger at center. My, uh, uh, Tony. Uh, fuck, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Matt McCullough. M- I McClay, forgot his first M- name. McClay, McClay, oh yeah, uh, they he had Aaron McKee also. Uh, That's Aaron who you were thinking McKee, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had nobody around him, and he Ty carried Hill. that team. Yeah, that team sucked. <laughs> I remember. I, I get it. I, I was such an Iverson fan. I used to always be the Sixers growing sure, up on video sure. games, so I remember that roster yeah, yeah. very vividly. Yeah, it was horrible roster. Even when you're playing like on a 2K right now. Remember when LeBron? Ron went to the finals against the Spurs. 
and yeah. uh, in 2007. Oh, yeah, 2007, yeah. That shit roster we had. Oh, yeah, it's like it's, it's like It was just image. like that. That's why Allen Iverson, it shows how great he was. Agree. he went there with nothing. Agree. I, however, I'm not going to put him as the best. Are you saying he's the best of all time? No, no, no. Oh, you're a favorite my of all time. personal okay. favorite basketball player of all time. I about poop my pants because I'm like, how are no, you going to no, no, tell no. me that he's the and best And that's what I said. Time? I said okay. I always look at it as Jordan okay. is the best player of all time. Sure. But I just say, personally, Jordan was my favorite player of sure. all time. And I thought that that was because, you know, he just, he made me love the game. And I just realized that he did. But okay. the the love I had for the game after watching Allen Iverson, okay. was it transcended to another level. I respect that. Iverson. Yeah, Iverson's fucking replay highlight tapes are amazing. He, I mean, if, I remember if you guys watching. get a chance, follow, look him up on Instagram, Allen Iverson's Instagram account. Watch the video that he just posted. I think it's a two-part video. It's a quick little interview of him talking about he and Kobe Bryant's relationship and how he said that, like, uh, he, you know, he wanted to guard me because he wanted to guard the best player on the court. And he said, I would have done the same, but he's like, I just couldn't, gu- I couldn't guard him because he was too much bigger than me or too, too bigger, too much. He had too much size on Allen Iverson. He's like, he would just body me down. There was nothing I can do. And I was listening to that and I'm just thinking like self, like, oh shit, you know, he's right. Like Allen Iverson was fearless and they kept showing a clip where he crossed over Kobe. That doesn't happen often. The crossover on Jordan. He was crossed over too. Jordan too. I mean, too. Jordan was in his later years. I mean, life, I mean, Al- that was Allen Iverson's rookie season. That was 96. 96. Yeah. It was at the end of Michael's like run. Uh, 97 was Michael's. I mean, last. they were still winning championships. I know, but I mean, I they, they won the championship in 96. I, 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 I mean, I get it, but I'm just saying, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, he was, he was on the back nine, but, still. but I mean, uh, but I, I, I agree. That was an epic video to watch him yeah. crossing over on Jordan. I mean, but just, just watching. That's like, welcome like to the league because of how, you know? Michael Jordan six foot six. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan uh, is an athletic freak. Yep. So he, what he does on a basketball court is amazing to watch. But yep. it's like LeBron; he's so much bigger, better, faster than everybody else. It's 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 it's, it's, it's amazing to see. But you're also kind of like, what a freak of nature. Yeah. You watch Allen Iverson, you're like, that's amazing because that guy is not a freak of nature physically. Right. He's a little skinny dude, and right. he took so many fucking shots yeah. driving into the hole because he was so little. The, always the made fun of player. He always I ever made of a shot chart when he, you know, after I remember my buddy. Shout out to Bo because he listens. Me and Bo used to go back and forth on this all the time. Bo was Iverson's one of Bo's favorite basketball players. Um, but oh, wa- shout out to Bo. I didn't think he had any good taste. He's a Steeler <laughs> fan. <laughs> oh no, he loves Iverson. Um, but like we used to talk about and just joke around like all his shot chart, like how many shots the guy had to take. Oh, Iverson took a ton. Because, but it's because he was the only person exactly, that could score on that team. Exactly. No, I respect that. I'm not going to hate you in your opinion. I mean, I love Iverson. It was just I saw that video and it like all clicked to me, and I was like, man, I remember all these highlights. And and don't get me wrong, LeBron or uh, Jordan has so many key moments. But I just sat back and kind of thought about the 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 memories I have of Jordan playing basketball are are great. But the most memories I have and like the most epic shit to me is 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 Iverson just so vividly, and I think it's the time frame. When Jordan was playing, the NBA wasn't as universal. Like you couldn't watch as many games. I remember back in the day, I had to watch WGN yeah. for Chicago Bulls wow. games. Yeah, yeah. So I'd get a Michael Jordan game here in Cleveland every once in a while. But when Allen Iverson was playing, that's when the NBA was more universal. It was on ABC. It was on your know, NBC back in the day. Uh, ESPN was playing games all the time. You could see it a lot more. And that's when they invented new technology. I was buying. There's an Allen Iverson DVD that I bought back in the day that I still have. Um, just. Everything was a little bit more at your fingertips to an extent, not as much as it is today, obviously, but I just realized that the the, the love I had of the NBA during Iverson's time is strictly because of him. I was obsessed with the NBA. I respect that. So I just thought about it yesterday, and I was like, you know what? Iverson's my favorite player of all time, and I thought that was show-worthy. I, thought, I think it's show-worthy, too. Yeah, I agree. If you have an epiphany of like a big sporting event, I think it, it, it is deserving to be in the show. <laughs> I respect it. I'm not going to argue it, and that's a good, good deal. 
All right, everybody. So we are going to end right now. The All-Star Saturday night starts up in about 15 minutes, and we get to watch a shit ton of rehash dunks, and we'll talk about it next episode. Hopefully it holds up and is something exciting, but don't hold your breath. No. All right, so that's going to do it for me. Uh, Everybody, I hope you go out there and get yourself sucked off at a cheesecake factory. Uh, Mm -hmm. If not, just rent a tinted vehicle from Hertz or rent a car, whatever, rent a center, whatever it's called. And, uh, yep. And just drive around looking and for just people. drive around in Crocker park. And apparently chicks just come up and blow you. So <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Free, free of charge. Apparently also no charge. What a Maybe deal. gas money or a jewel. And that's God bless it. America. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it. See you later. Later.